Welcome to the first episode of Favorite Color Rust, the podcast. In this episode, we are going to talk to Aaron from the Generation Y podcast. We did an article on this a while back, and we wanted to share the interview with you. So, hope you enjoy. Hello. Aaron. How's it going, Mark? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. You're doing all right? So... I'm trying to come up with some questions that you don't usually get, because there's some of them that I, uh, you seem to answer all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. trying to change it up. Yep. Well, a good example is our John Binet. Yes, that if was, yep. Me, if you ask me privately, or, and it doesn't really have to be privately, but, you know, I, I do lean toward there's family involvement because of all of the evidence. You know, the mother's fibers being found all... Mm-hmm. on and underneath the girl and her buying the cord that was used it was the only purchase she made at the hardware store on December 2nd of that year I believe it was I mean just on and on and on there are too many problems with the case for me to say there was an intruder because there's no evidence of an intruder there, yeah did you um I think you guys I read that book the foreign faction right yeah and that's um he kind of he's points to the brother more but also the mom being involved too but yeah, that, I remember you guys on that episode. Kind of, I could kind of see where you guys were leaning, but you didn't want to say it too much. Right. The when they investigated the possible molestation of Jean Benet, they said it appeared to be digital penetration. Right. Are you familiar with that? Is yep. yeah. So it's not penetration with like a sexual organ. It's more penetration yeah, with object or something. Or object. Yeah. And who would do that? Right. I mean, if you have a grown man trying to molest a girl, he's not going to do that, yeah. unfortunately. So, and they said it looked like long-term. Mm-hmm. So, again, you would suspect that possibly there was trouble between the kids. Yeah. Um, see, last little question on this topic about the actual episodes. Um, so when you're researching and you're know, reading all these things and all these um, sad cases, does... Has there been one that's been really, like, bothered you or, like, kept you up at night or just really kind of creeped you out that you wish, like, oh, we could just get past this episode so I don't have to think about this one anymore? Yes, there have been a number of those. One of them was when we talked to Steve Jackson, Jackson about his book, Bogeyman. Oh, yeah. And the way that man would, would stalk little girls who were just even three or four years old and punch them in the stomach to knock them down. And that sticks with me, as does, I guess the other ones that really bother me are cases where people believe in their innocence when there's so much evidence against that. Mm-hmm. That would that would be like Jeffrey McDonald or Darlie Rattier. Right. When there's so much evidence that they committed the crime, but people just don't want to deal with it. They just say, oh, well, they maintain their innocence. They didn't do it. Mm-hmm. All right, last part of this. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I'm gonna um, give, I'm gonna yell out some names. I'm not gonna yell them out though. <laughs> I'm gonna sh- say some names, um, and then you say you personally think they're guilty or not guilty, regardless of any outcomes in court or whatever. And you can say why, or you can just say guilty or not guilty. So you ready? Yeah. Okay. So, Casey Anthony, guilty or not guilty? Okay, Robert Durst for both of the 
his wife and then um, his friend, the girl. Guilty. Guilty. Um, Michael Peterson. Ooh. This one's tough. I would probably have to asterisk. Yeah. Asterisk after this one. I think he's most likely. I just, I still have trouble with the scenario they have that the prosecution has put forth. So I, I think that's the sensible choice, although I would say I just slightly lean towards him, but I think there are still questions to be answered. What do you think about that whole owl thing? I'm intrigued by it. I am too. It, it seems ridiculous on the face of it, mm -hmm. but when you actually think about it, it, it seems possible. Right, yeah. I don't know, but but again, it's more likely that the husband murdered the wife. Right. Okay, next one is Stephen Avery, everybody's favorite recently. Um, yeah, I, I think Justin and I have different answers on this, but I would slightly lean towards him, but I... I can't fully, I don't have the confidence in saying he did it as I would with, like, Casey Anthony. Right. But I think it's, I definitely think it's possible, and I think if they did more testing and found maybe evidence that he did do it, it would not surprise me. I think that case possibly could have been screwed up by poor police work. Yeah, I agree. And by a bad uh, scenario put forth by the prosecution who doesn't understand how everything went down. And don't you think that, you know, the whole documentary kind of clouds a lot of stuff for things now because people are going to be so opinionated after seeing it? Yes, it's very influential. Yeah. And people love being part of a cause. And we saw that with the West Memphis Three. Yep. Where we had a lot of celebrities come out and defend them despite really not knowing nothing about those people individually. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, last one for this is uh, Adnan. Yeah, I just don't know. Yeah. I, I would put me up as a hands up in the air on that one. <laughs> okay. And then um, <laughs> one last little thing is kind of on the same lines as it's, um, what happened to and the following people. So what do you think happened to uh, Maura Murray? I believe that she ran off because she wasn't accepting any help and died of exposure out in the elements, mm -hmm. and they just never found her body. Okay, we kind of already talked about this one, but um, John Binet, what do you think happened? Or who's responsible? I suspect the it family? was someone in the house. Okay. And that it was covered up by the family. Did you ever listen to, they have, um, like, the police call, where, like, it's recording before she starts talking or whatever, and did you ever uh, hear that on YouTube? Yes, it's where she goes to hang the phone up. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't actually cradle all the way down to right. stop the call. That was really interesting, I thought. Yes, I listened to it. Mm -hmm. Okay, next one is Kyron Horman. I really suspect that the stepmother was involved in that. Yeah, me too. It makes the most sense because when you drop a child off at school, someone would have seen the child. I just, I've been to school, I've taken my kids to schools, I know they're all laid out a little differently, but every school I've ever gone to, the the staff and the teachers, everyone is so involved, and there's always, there are always people moving about, and there are people who can see whoever comes into the school, someone would have seen him. Didn't that just drive you mad, like her answers were just like, I don't know, I don't know, just drove me insane. This, this is, 
situation because Justin, well, he loves to say, I'd rather a guilty man walk free than an innocent man go to prison. And you can put woman in there if you want. Right. But what it comes down to is the police do not feel like they have enough evidence. They have enough to suggest that she's involved, but they don't feel they have enough to charge her. So yes. they're waiting. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it may just be responsible despite the frustration of people who want justice. Exactly. They may never get it. Yep. Um, next one, Kendrick Johnson. Yeah, I wanted to redo that episode, actually. I liked that episode uh, a lot. It's not really up to me, but when it comes down to it, I, I'm, I really waffle on that. And right now, I, I guess you could say I lean towards foul play. Yeah. Yep. Um, two more left. So, Madeline McC- uh, McCann. I waffle on that one, too, honestly. That one drives me nuts as well. Any given day, I could lean one way or the other. At the moment, I I would say I just don't know. I, I couldn't tell you what happened to her. That just drove, that one drove me nuts with the whole, you know, checking in on them all the time, but then they don't, yeah, it drove me nuts. Okay. Right, then. and that's why I sound suspicious of them on the program is because they have this, I guess, um, system. But they don't even follow it. Yeah, it doesn't and make any sense. All of them seem that invested in it. Yeah. And to me, you can't have a system like that if there's any if there's a weak point anywhere. Yeah, it just makes no sense to me either. Okay, last one. This is kind of one of my favorites. Um, is Elisa Lamb. Yes, that one. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny when we did the episode. I was not wanting to do the episode. Oh, really? Wow. Well, I just, I got into a discussion with the other two guys, with Justin and with TJ, and I just said, is there any way we can just not do this episode? And they're <laughs> like, no, it's too popular. We have to do it. You know, everyone wants to hear us talk about it. And so I'm reluctant doing that episode. But I, I'm, I'm very certain that she ended up being off her meds yeah, and that, going crazy. That's what I thought. The elevator video, how it's so creepy, but that would just kind of make sense. I don't. I don't know how there would be follow, uh, follow play with that. Yeah, I've, I've spoken with other people, and they say that you use your meds, and then you feel better. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, some people think, "Oh, I don't need my meds anymore," but you need them. Right. Exactly. I know you've gotten this one before a lot. Um, your least favorite episode. Yes, I think it has to do with, is it the Loch Ness Monster? No. No, really? I enjoyed the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, I thought you didn't like that one. Loch Ness was great. I I love doing that one. Oh, I thought you didn't like that one. Which one is your least favorite, then? My least favorite episode. Hmm. I, I would say probably... I would think at least a lamb has to be up there. That is so funny. I can't believe that. It was like one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I really felt I was able to contribute on that episode was the fact that I, I was looking at the like the layout mm-hmm. in the hotel, and you can totally get to that water tank. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. But it would be difficult to carry someone up there. Right. And then, yeah. you'd have to 
traverse that ladder or whatever, but, you know, on your own, you could get up there. Yeah. Now, did you guys do that one when, um, that was kind of, like, at the height, when it was all in the news? Mm, I don't know if it was at the very height, but I think it was close enough to say so, I yeah. think. See, because I had listened to that one, like, way after it had been in the news, so I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I never heard about this. Um, right, it's an interesting case, I yeah. can do that, but I guess sometimes when I research something and it just seems so obvious, it just doesn't seem to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any episodes that you were surprised by listener feedback, either good or bad? I know the Adnan one, you guys got some backlash on that. Um, but anything anything like that where people were like, oh, why did you do that one? Or Yes, it's happened sometimes because we'll cover a subject that a bunch of other podcasts suddenly cover at the same time or near, near the same time. Mm-hmm. Or if we have a guest on that other podcasts have on, you have to understand if you're a true crime author and you want to promote your book, you go to your audience. Well, some of your audience will be listening to true crime podcasts. Right. So you'll be going around talking with all the true crime podcasts that will have you on. So it's not as if we all said, oh, let's all have on the same author. Mm -hmm. It just, and we've turned down, I mean, I've turned down a number of people just because I knew they were going to be making the round. So oh, really? Yeah, you don't want them all to be on, the same. Mm-hmm. It's got to be something either I really want to want the story told on our podcast, or I look forward to talking with the guest. Um, are there any popular cases or any like well-known ones that you guys just stay away from or just off-limits that you don't feel like even getting into? I would say the ones that are most likely to be covered that are hot cases would be a case like Freddie Gray okay, yeah. or Sandra Bland. Yep. We really like to talk about those ones that have to do with more of maybe social justice because we feel like no matter what kind of heat we get from those, it will just be about our opinion instead of about these two crime cases that are hot where everyone's followed every step and then if we get an order wrong of something, they jump our... Yeah, with that, yeah, that Adnan episode, you guys, oh, I was listening to, another, was it the Bob Ruff podcast? And he was just going off about it. I was like, let him be. <laughs> Did you hear that well, one? Yes, but, you know, we, we had Bob Ruff on not too long ago. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, they made friends. For another missing person's case. Uh-huh. Deb Quinn. And oh, yeah. I get along great with Bob. Oh, you do? texted with him since and spoken with him on the phone since. So I think what it was is it was a way for him to really put forward the idea that you can't just take this case lightly. You can't just discuss it and give your opinion because there's there are too many people that have followed it and know every single bit of information on it. So they're actually just fact-checking you instead of listening to your opinion. Right. So... And then he, he gave us some kind words. He actually said that he enjoys our show. So when it comes down to it, he sounds harsh. That's the way he did it back then. If he did it again, who knows how he'd approach it. But I never took it personally. I never got upset about it. See, I was annoyed. I actually didn't even finish that episode of his. I was like, oh, get over it. <laughs> um, well, people have, uh, people have really attached themselves to Adam's case. Yeah, they really and have. And they don't really know him. Mm-hmm. And don't know for sure whether he was involved or not. We just know that the case is a mess. And 
one thing that I do find interesting, and Justin actually made an image about it, was that people who support Adnan have gone on at length about how you cannot use cell phone towers as proof of anything. Yet they're turning around and using that as proof that Avery yes, exactly. Yeah, it's and it's crazy. It's very Let's see, and what other... I think... Ah, I did have some other guilty or not guilties that I didn't ask you. Okay. Um, Oscar uh, Pistorius. I said that right. Well, because he's... he's is he let out now, or is he... I think, yeah, I think or... he's free now. But do you think he... Like, do you think he did it on purpose, or do you think it was an accident? I actually do waffle on this one, because I think he is a hothead. Mm-hmm and doesn't really think when he strikes out, almost like a shark. Right. But on the other hand, I could see him being vulnerable if there was a threat to leave him. So I, I waffle on that. I, I just believe he's a person who is dangerous, and I don't, I don't trust him. And I'm not sure anyone else should either. So if he gets in trouble again, I think they should take him very seriously. Do you think it's all his celebrity that kind of gets in the way? I think it's his disability. Just, yeah. And unfortunately, you know, disabilities are a two, two-edged sword because on one hand, these people do struggle with more adversity than the average person. But on the other hand, maybe we give them too much leeway if, you know, when they do get in trouble. Mm -hmm. um, another one has, has to do with uh, Heyman Lee. Um, what do you think about the theory of her boyfriend from LensCrafter um, being responsible? Um, Scott Peterson. Ooh. That's, that's another one that's like, I lean toward guilty, but I'm not 100% convinced on that one. And if later they came up with more evidence or possibly if I spent more time with, uh, his, someone in his family who I spoke with afterward. Yeah, I think we were talking and they had called or something. Were they upset and with you? Or? Said is she's very, she was very intelligent. She gave most of the things that she told me were very worthwhile listening to. Mm -hmm. So, so that I, was his again, side of the I don't family. A hundred percent that I'm convinced. I yeah. think it's it's just a, I lean towards him. Um, I'll close with this one. It'll be the third Peterson of the night. Uh, Drew Peterson. <laughs> Say no comment. <laughs> if you look at the number of crimes he's implicated in, it, it's where there's smoke, there's fire, probably. Right. So okay, yep, I agree. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I researched him and thought that he was responsible. Well, again, I appreciate talking to you. I hope you can talk again. Sure, yeah. All right, great. Have a good night. Have a good night, Mark. See you, Aaron.